0: Welcome to another episode of the Victory Baptist Church podcast. This podcast is a ministry of Victory Baptist Church in Valdosta, Georgia. To learn more about our ministry and the impact it has had in our community for over 50 years, visit VictoryBaptistValdosta.com. Now let's listen as Pastor Ward brings today's message from God's Word. Verse number 7 of chapter number 4, verse, uh, verse number 8 rather. Verse number 8 and verse number 9 of chapter number 4 of the book of Philippians. And we'll just kick off a few things here. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true. I wonder why I started with that. Whatsoever things are true. Whatsoever things are honest. Whatsoever things are just. Whatsoever things are pure. Whatsoever things are lovely. Whatsoever things are of good report. If there be any virtue... And if there be any praise, think on these things. It kind of starts in our mind. You know, we don't put a whole lot of emphasis. We talk about, you know, they've got a, a they've got a heart for the things of God, and somebody has a tender heart. But rarely do we say anything about, well, they sure have a mind. They sure have a mind like God. Uh, but it starts up here, and so we must, in order to develop a biblical worldview. Uh, we've, got to get some, we've got to get some knowledge of what it is up uh, in this gray matter between our two ears. He goes on to say, those things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. And then back over in Philippians chapter number two, and in verse number five, he said, let this mind be in you. Which was also in Christ Jesus. And so that, that kind of validates my point, gives me a little bit of a foundation tonight to know that we've got to, de- if we're going to develop our sight to see the world as God sees it through the lens of the Scripture, then it's going to have to start in our mind up here in this uh, cavity. And so that's where it begins. The sad thing is, the devil knows that, and so now he, he's in the business of, um, of doing everything that he can to keep us from developing that biblical world view. He does it through several means, and I'll mention some of them tonight. And uh, so his task, his his task is to get in your mind, uh, to, to, make sure that, your mind is developed. In um, worldly ways, if he can do that, then he has control of you. I've got a very bold statement that we make right here, and you'll see it on the screen. This This is paramount. We must develop a mentality that if it doesn't agree with the scripture, it, this it referring to the first it, it is, say it with me, wrong. Isn't that, isn't that bold, kind of brazen? To say that you, you, you mean that everything that we hear that cannot be validated by the scripture, we need to consider it to be wrong. I think so. I think so. It's a tough stand to take. And, you know, we expect the, our, our Christian leaders to follow that and aspire to that, but every one of us, we ourselves, we should make sure and uh, that that the, the, what we're learning, what we're putting in our mind, what we're thinking about has to do with things that are true. And so, now, here we, we get back to our thought now. I just want to go ahead and, and start there, and uh, then we'll look at a few scriptures here in a moment. And um, But it's all based on truth. And, of course, the devil is a liar. And so you can't trust him. And all of his, uh, all of his workshops are for his, de- uh, his uh, imps and his demons and his devils. All the workshops that they do are, they work on lies. They work on lies. And now in our society with so many, when I was a boy, you didn't have a whole lot of Uh, You know, outside influence as far as your mind. Your mom and dad, they taught you around the house. You went to school, and in school you learned math and English, science, and social studies. We're going to think about that here in just a moment. And, you know, world history and government all those kind of things. You came home, and there was two or three black and white television uh, stations. uh, Channel 6 out of uh, Tallahassee, Channel 10, NBC out of Albany. And then the uh, Georgia Public TV, uh, channel number eight, out of Waycross. That's what we had coming up. That's all we had. And uh, and all of the programs were, f- for the most part, wholesome and entertaining. And so that's the way that I was raised. Even though I wasn't raised in church, I had some good moral, uh, mor- moral and morale support a- as a young person. I never... You know, we, I didn't have to face the things that these young people must face today. Even the music of that time, whether it was country or uh, uh, even the rock music, what you would call pop music back in that day and hour, uh, you know, it was, it was almost, it was wholesome compared to what you hear today. So those are the influences. But the devil has, in, in, a, in a very... Uh, deliberate way, the devil has added so many things in the last 50 years that your children are facing, that you never, if you're my age or close to my age, or even if you're in your 50s, that you didn't have to face when you were a young person. And so now we must develop a mentality that if it doesn't agree with the scripture, then that is wrong. That is wrong. Uh, Whether it be, and here's some things, whether it be, and we just have a little list here. Uh, What about science? What if science, modern science, what if it doesn't agree with God's Word? And I'm not just talking about the science book, but I'm talking about science theory, and I'm also talking about science teachers and professors. If it's not according to this book, they're wrong. It's tough. I mean, it, it, we have come to the place that we had rather offend the Holy Ghost of God than offend somebody else. We got to get out of that. We got to get out of that. I'm, I'm telling you, the truth is the truth, and we have diluted it. You're going to see five things tonight in just a moment that, ha- that has happened to the truth. Whatever, what happened to truth? Where did it go? Where is it at? What happened to truth? And so, science. Well, what about the dictionary? The dictionary. I just threw a few things in here. You're studying and looking up your vocabulary words, and, and, um, and I'm not ter- talking about words like the word hope. Uh, the word hope in your Webster's Dictionary has a different meaning than it has uh, the word hope in your King James Bible. I'm not talking about that kind of thing. What about math? What about English? What about the encyclopedia? What about history? And I thought about this one. What about this matter of uh, sociology? Uh, what about this matter of, and, and we're being bombarded with it in this generation at every single academic level. This matter of, and it's simply the study of, hum, the, hu, of humanity. And, um, and everything from, from where we came from to who we are to what happens after we die. And it deals with all the social issues and all of the injustices and all those kind of things that go on in the world. And for some reason, it seemed like they've taken all of those kind of things and they have completely remodeled in America our educational system, completely remodeled the whole system. Now it's not that way everywhere, and we're very thankful for that. But I don't know if you watch the news lately. Like, I just saw I saw something just, uh, and and there's three or four ways that they're they're doing it. They're uh, and and this uh, introduction to um, a Common Core years ago, and it, and after a while they found out that Common Core, uh, that odd way to get to a math uh, solve a math problem, all those kind of things, that at the root of it. It had nothing to do with math at all. It had nothing to do with math at all. But it was rather designed that it might uh, that it might put some kind of doubt and um, a, a doubt on on the, uh, your parents and your grandparents and what they what they believe two and two and how that two and two generally equals four and so on and so forth. But to put some doubt in uh, in in the in the previous generation. And in doing so, in putting that doubt in the previous generation, it kind of, uh, it kind of, uh, it makes young people. They started it this way. This is how it came out, and I was in the middle of all of it. it. When it first came out, they were saying, "We want our young people to think." Now, listen to me. I've been in education over 50 years. We want our young people to think differently. That was the motivation behind it. We want our young people to rethink. We don't want them to think like mama thought, like daddy thought. And for the most part, it's, it's pretty well been successful. But that wasn't the end of it. You see, these things are just kind of sneaky. They're, that's the way the devil works. The devil's very sneaky. And, and he, you know, he, he comes in and he just kind of slivers his way into something. And and all of a sudden, he sticks his ugly head up. And so the idea behind it was to to make them think differently and um, uh, to think differently than their parents and then that not, that they might have a broader way of thinking but you know where it is tonight you think my way you think like the the socialist think you, you we we want you know we we took away that you know that that Hundreds of years of history, and we took away all those kind of things. And, and we want you to think in a different fashion, but, but it's not, we don't want you to, to be a critical thinker. We don't want you to think, you know, and, uh, and think about this and think about this and think about this. We want you to think this one single way. You think like this, or, and that has led to kind of the dumbing down of a generation of people. And uh, it has kind of, a, it's kind of presented itself in several, well, I mentioned the Common Core, and uh, then uh, this uh, new agenda, this woke agenda, and I'm not going to get in all this tonight, I'm just passing this by, but I want you to see how truth has been destroyed. Our, they've, uh, our, our American history, and I know that it's got some bad places in it got some real really bad places. It's some real bad areas, but it is what it is and we learn from it and we, and we move on. I saw where uh, uh, I saw where the word uh, in some college campus, you can't use the word grandfather. No, that's too far back. you know you can't use the word and here, here was the one that kind of, uh, got me the other day. They've uh, there's a uh, the whole list of words that they've taken out of their dictionaries, and they aren't allowed on campus. I mean, like, he and she and boy and girl and all. Of, we we know about all those kind of things. And, um, but they took the word master. I don't know what they're saying. I don't know what they're saying. And we don't we don't we don't believe any of that. We don't practice, you know, in this day and hour. And you know, there's not a prejudice ball in my body. We we work with. With uh, uh, so many different races and, you know, I mean, uh, you know, I mean, just, you know, all those kind of things. I think that we do, the reality of it is, and somebody challenged me this, on this one time, but they never proved me wrong, but I think we probably work harder to get all persons and all people in church, probably more than any church in town, probably more than any church in town. So I know what they, I know, but I wonder if they're going, in, in most colleges they have an, a diploma, they have an associate's degree, they have a bachelor's degree, and then you earn your, I wonder if they're going to do away with that, hmm? sociology, there's so much more that could be said there, and, uh, but uh, it's, and then of course psychology, I had to, uh, Think about that one a little while, but I'm going to move on. There are five potential enemies of truth. I put the first one down as education. Our children are, 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 are our growing, are growing and uh, year uh, and formative years of our children are spent more awake hours in school than they are at home, except for summertime. More awake hours in school than they are in summertime. And so education has kind of, in some sense, has eroded some of the truth. Here's another one that uh, is a potential. I said potential enemy now. Potential enemy now. Uh, imagination that is thinking something is so or not so when it is so or not not so or so. How about a quote that? The uh, I'll get myself confused. Uh, imagination, explanation. Big Bang Theory, all those kind of things. Mitigation, that is, that is arguing something to the point that you finally, the other person finally gives up and surrenders. A uh, Justification. Uh, and, and of course, you know, if, if the greater number of people believe and do something, you, you know that there is still a flat earth society? There, you know, it's, it, I mean, I'm not talking about up north. There's flat earth society in South Georgia. I mean, they really believe that the earth is like a, big, like a big frisbee that's been thrown out there somewhere, you know. It's just kind of flying around like a frisbee. And, uh, and you know, you, you, can, you can teach it and hammer it and, and do everything again and again and again. And after a while, you'll find out somebody will believe everything you say about anything, whether it's truth or not. Now, um, so what happened to truth? That's our thought tonight. What happened to Truth. Previously, we studied what, what is truth. That's John 8, 32. Pilate saith unto him, what is truth? And then uh, secondly, uh, in, in another one of our studies, we, we asked the question, where is truth? John 17, 17. Sanctify them through thy word, thy word is truth. Now for our study tonight, I want to I answer the question according to the scripture tonight of what is Happen to truth. What happened to truth? Well, let's see what the Bible has to say about it. Turn with me, if you would, in the book of Isaiah. We may have these verses for you on the screen, but you probably want to turn in your Bible, and and, uh, as we're going to read several verses, and we'll be done tonight, this is just devotion, Bible study, and on this matter of developing a mind with spiritual matters in this world. And uh, look in uh, Isaiah chapter 59, in verse number 9, if you would. And we read down a few verses. The first thing that happened to the truth is it has fallen in the streets, according to Isaiah. Verse number 9, therefore is judgment far from us. This is kind of an an indictment. It's kind of a state of the nation um, uh, uh, session. And uh, he said, therefore is judgment. Therefore is judgment. need to start all the way back in the first verse. But uh, therefore is judgment far from us, neither doth justice overtake us. We wait for light, but behold obscurity. For brightness, but we walk in darkness. We grope for the wall like like the blind, and we grope as if we had no eyes. We stumble at noonday as in the night. We are desolate in desolate places as dead men. We roar like all bears and mourn like doves. We look for judgment, but there is none. For salvation, but it is far from us. He tells us why in the first two verses. For our transgressions are multiplied before thee, and our sins testify against us. For our transgressions are with us, and our as for our iniquities, we know them. Verse number 13. In transgressing and lying against the Lord and departing away from our God, speaking oppression and revolt, conceiving and uttering from the heart words of falsehood, telling lies, telling lies. Look at verse number 14. And judgment is turned away backward, and justice standeth afar off. Why? Why? Well, because for truth, what has happened to truth? For truth has fallen in the street. Where is truth? What is truth? What happened to truth? It is fallen in the street. He goes on to verse number fifteen. He says, "Yeah, truth faileth, and he departeth from, and he that departeth from evil maketh himself a prey." And the Lord saw it, and it displeased him that there was no judgment, no judgment. Whatever happened to truth? Number one, it's fallen in the streets. Look with me again, if you would, in the book of Romans. Here's something else that happened to truth. Truth has not only fallen in the streets, and and that just signifies that it's everywhere. I mean, everywhere you go, there are streets. And I think that streets, and we'll see that even in the book of Revelation when we're doing our study there, streets and rivers and all those kind of things, they all have their own individual meaning and a beautiful typology. But when he said that truth is fallen in the street, and so anywhere that you can go to, and you can go to just about anywhere from right here. Uh, we used to tell people they'd, when we were young, they'd stop us and say, how do you, how do you get to um, Lake City? We'd say, well, you can't get there from here. And they, they would just have a stunned look on them. But the reality of it is, you can, you can get on this highway right here in front of the church, turn left or right, Go north or south, east or west. You can't go west from here. But you can um, go anywhere you want to in the world. Anywhere you want to in the world. It might be a two-lane, a four-lane, a six-lane, an eight-lane. The first time I ever drove through Houston, Texas, we were in a big old 4104 GMC coach. Had 35 people on it. We was on our way to Mexico. I'd never been in a big city. Never been in a big city in a big bus. And all of a sudden, we get there, and you talk about Spaghetti Junction, and we got we got just inside the city limits, you know. And we're moving along pretty well, and, uh, and just kind of heading out that way. And I knew what road that it, we were going down toward—not Matamoras, but uh, somewhere it might have been. Um, uh, that time we might have gone. I'm not sure exactly where we went in at, and um, but uh, Brownsville or somewhere. And so we. Uh, I, I was in about five lanes over, and I saw a sign up here, and the traffic was everywhere. And I saw a sign, and it says, uh, my highway number, I think like 53 or 153 or something like that, one quarter mile. <laughs> and I'm over here, and everything's over here. And I just, I just kind of shut my eyes and turned my blinker on and just started easing over that way. And I made it through the first lane and the next lane, and finally got all the way to the outside lane, got in the turning lane and made our turn. Roads will take you anywhere you want to go. And so it kind of encompasses everywhere. Geographically, just everywhere. All of the communities, everywhere. And so, and if you can't drive to there on one of the roads, you can drive to the airport, get the plane, drive to the uh, terminal and get in a boat, and uh, you can get there from here. Not only has, has truth fallen in the streets, So much can be said about that. But the second thing is that uh, now we're in the book of Romans in chapter number 1. It has been changed into a lie. It's been changed into a lie. The truth, I preached a message here years ago. I called it truth decay, truth decay. The truth of God has been turned into a lie. Verse number 21. Let's just, uh, uh, we could start in 16, but let's start in uh, twenty-one. Because that when they knew God, they glorified Him not as God, and neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and the foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools, and changed the glory of God of the uncorruptible God into an image likened to a corruptible man, and to birds, and four-footed beasts, and creeping things. Yeah. Wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanness, through, their own, uh, through the lust of their own hearts, to dishonor their own bodies between themselves. Look at this. Who changed the truth of God. Whatever happened to truth? They have changed the truth of God into a blatant lie. Now, of course, you know what this passage of Scripture is talking about. It's talking about uh, homosexuality and, and... and lesbianism, and gay, and sodomy, and all those kind of things. We don't even like to, for the words to even come out of our mouth. Heard uh, one well-known preacher about two years ago, very respected preacher in America. And uh, he said these words. He said, you cannot find one place in this Bible that condemns homosexuality that God has made provision for them. Sure he has. By the way of the cross and the cleansing of the blood and repentance. Hello. Hello. And so they've changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. For this cause God gave them up Unto vile affections, for even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, Burned in their lust, one toward another, men toward men, Men with men, working that which is unseemly, And receiving them in themselves, recompense their error, which is meat. Not anything said about that in the Bible. They changed the truth of God into a lie. And so, number one, we see that it has fallen in the streets. Number two, we see it's been changed into a lie. But that's not the only thing that has happened to the truth. Look with me over in the book of um, 2 Timothy. In 2 Timothy, I believe it is, in 2 Timothy chapter number 2, we know verse number 15 well, but let's read a couple of additional verses. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. It's all about the truth. But whatever happened to truth? But shun profane and vain babblings, for they will increase unto more ungodliness. And their word will eat as doth a canker, of whom it is uh, who, whom it is uh, of whom is Hymenius and Philetus but look in verse number 18 just read those verses to introduce verse number 18 who concerning the truth have erred and so I uh, just put out beside there straight away from the truth. I think that a lot of times it's not it's not, Pernicious ways. I think a lot of times it's not conniving and uh, mischievous, and I think that a lot of people just get carried away, and the next thing you know, they they have changed the truth of God. On my list a while ago, and that was my short list. One of the things I didn't put on there about psychology and all that. One of the one of the greatest dangers is reason. If you start thinking reason rather than scripture, you'll find yourself leading yourself to believe anything you want yourself to believe. Nobody else even has to be on on your side in it for mitigation and all those kind of things. People have to be on, you got to have, you got to have a working group of people that believe like you believe and they think like you believe. And then after a while you sit around in your circle like a Like in in psychiatry or something, and you keep talking about it to the place that everybody believes it's so. Reason. Think about this. Now, isn't it reasonable? Just humanly speaking, humanly thinking, isn't it reasonable? And all of a sudden, and it's just that time of year, you deal with stewardship and all those kind of things, talk about tithing Sunday morning, talk about tithing Sunday night, and for a moment, i are going to talk about it now. Isn't it reasonable? Now, you think about it. Isn't it reasonable that you would pay your honest debts rather than give your tithe to the church? That, I mean, you know, a person's got to keep their... You know their credit score up, and you know you got to do all those. I mean, it's just reasonable to think the world thinks that way. They think that you know, if if I, I I I've got this money, and am I gonna am I gonna am I gonna do this with it, or am I gonna do what the Bible said to do? If it's even a question in your mind, you're not, you got a problem. You got a problem. What happened to the truth? People have strayed away from it, have strayed away from the truth. Here. I feel like I'm doing very well tonight, okay. I don't feel good, so that's part of it, anyhow. Anyhow, look in, uh, in uh, the book of uh, Galatians. Look back over in the book of Galatians. we we'll give you these two very very quickly. Well, truth has fallen in the street, uh, streets. Truth has been changed into a lie. The world has erred or strayed away from the Truth. In uh, Galatians chapter number three and verse number one, it has been, they have disobeyed the truth. He said, Oh, foolish Galatians, who hath bewitched you? That is, that is, enchanted you, fascinated you. We'll see this a little bit about the, uh, that uh, harlot there in uh, Revelation chapter number 17. Uh, she had some of these characteristics about her. Who hath bewitched you? It's almost like people have been put under a spell. Hello? That you should not obey the truth. And so we see not only has the truth fallen in the streets, what happened to truth? It has been changed into a lie. Number three, the world has strayed away from it. Number four, it has been disobeyed. Galatians 3.1. Let me give you the last one. I'll give you the last one. If I can find it here. and uh, It's found in... Um, In 1 Timothy, in 1 Timothy, if you would with me, 1 Timothy, chapter number 6. And we need to read other verses, but we'll just read, uh, well, let's go ahead and read 3 through 5. If any man teach otherwise and consent not to wholesome words, even the words of our Lord Jesus Christ, and to doctrine which is according to godliness. Now, what's wrong with that? But yet all across the land, Men who say that they have been called to preach the book and called to preach the gospel are afraid to tell the truth. Afraid to tell the truth. He is proud, knowing nothing, and doting. That's excessive thinking, just, you know, overthinking situations. And uh, questions and strifes of words whereof cometh envy, strife, and these uh, evil surmising. That's... Um, doting is excessive thinking and evil surmising is evil thinking, evil thinking. But look in verse number five. Perverse disputings of men of corrupt minds and destitute, look at this, and destitute of truth. Supposing that gain is godliness from such withdraw thyself. And so now there's, let me go back to where we started and I'll be done. Think on these things things that are true, things that are pure. Let this mind be in you. And then you make your way all the way to where we're at tonight, and it said that because of these five things that I've mentioned, men's minds have become destitute. Had to look the word up. It's not one that we talk about all the time. It simply means that they're depraved. Depravity, man's depraved from from birth. But this just hastens and makes it worse. Makes it much worse. It means to, uh, to be lacking, to come up short, to be hungry, no food to eat, destitute. To need shelter and no place to stay. To need clothes and none to put on. That's, that's the way in which God looks at this, this world that we're in today that has taken truth, cast it in the street, and the others that went through. I'll not go through them again. All right, thank you so much for your time tonight, and um, these little studies. I don't know about you, but I'm trying to help myself. You know, I, and, and if I have preached this, or taught this during the Christmas season, I think Christmas is a good good measure of um, what kind of biblical worldview we have about something like Christmas. You know, do we follow the world's pattern or do we follow the scripture pattern? And, you know, a little bit of all of it, in all of us, I'm not, you know, I'm, you know, there's a, but, I mean, there's some things about Christmas that just aren't true. And yet, I see churches even celebrating things about Christmas that aren't true. I see, ch- you know, I see churches celebrating Halloween. I remember when we first got saved here way back, way back, and uh, they had kindergarten down where my office is, and we first got saved that year. They had a Halloween party there in the kindergarten <laughs> program. I mean, you walked in there, and there were black cats hanging from the ceiling and, and all those, and all that kind of evil, wicked stuff. It's easy to just kind of slip into and doing God's things the world's way. Now, God has nothing to do with Halloween. A, oh, well. The, I'm, a, I'm too old to turn back now. And I know the young, it's, it, you know, I, they're, you know they, they've got a whole different outlook. But I ain't got much more time to run, so I'm going to run through while I'm running here the last little bit, okay? Just bear with me. Thank you so much. Let's stand for prayer. Father, we thank you tonight. Lord, help us. Help these young people and we adults as well to better understand. We do so much to protect our heart Even our bodies, we exercise, we eat right, we go to the doctor, take our vitamins, check our blood pressure, but what about our minds? Lord, I pray that you would help us to guard our minds. We've allowed so many things in our lives. Lord, I pray that you would help us, Lord, to to focus on Christ. In Jesus' name. While these are praying.